All right, uh, we're live. Hello, everyone. Um, it's Waveland News, and I'm here with Bradley. Um, he is my special guest today, and today we're going to be filming an episode about um, the playoffs, predictions, stat lines, all that good stuff. Um, what we can expect on Monday, injury reports, all that fun stuff. So if if you're ready, let's let's get to it. Yeah. Um. Guess we should just start off with a uh, you know basic injury news. Uh, James Conner, the injury last game, obviously the rib injury. Yeah, uh, his his rib good. injury might keep him out next Sunday, which isn't great. I mean, J- Chase Edmonds just wasn't. I mean, he was cutting it while James Conner was out, but James Conner is such a big part of this team, especially with uh, you know Aaron Donald, Von Miller on the, the D line next week. Yeah, and that's gonna that's not gonna do good tolls on our O line, considering there's so many players that are injured and there's so many players that haven't been doing well. Max Garcia is gonna be back at left tackle, and we all remember what happened last time. He got, I believe it was four holding calls on Aaron Donald, uh, which resulted in about 20 yards lost, which pretty much lost us that game. Crazy. That's not gonna go well. Other than that, our O line looks semi decent. Yeah, I mean, um, what's the update on, uh, what's, is he, is Rodney Hudson still on the injured list? I do not think so, unless he got injured on Sunday and I didn't notice. Oh, no, this is, uh, this is old. Yeah, no, he's not. So, yeah, we're good. Uh, Rodney Hudson is back. Yeah, our O-line's looking decent. We, I mean, decent definitely isn't enough against this. Rams defense, but we got that uh that air attack. Hopefully, I mean uh what was it? That was there was a. Uh, I mean DeAndre Hopkins still injured. I mean Larry Fitzgerald maybe in the question. Who knows? I mean it'd be great. It'd be but, nice, you know, yeah. considering we have this injury-prone uh, wide receiver core. You know, we've been relying a lot on our tight ends who can go only like 10, 15 yards at a time. And when they're not going at it uh, with linebackers, they, they're, I mean, they're catching the ball, but they're not doing us wonders in terms of the long ball. And that's really what we need to seek out and what we really need to, you know, um, go for in this game. Cause that's, what's going to win us games is uh, the quarterbacks on the quarterbacks and the Rams aren't great besides Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. I mean, um, definitely because um, JJ Watts hopeful and, against this um, O-line, who's pretty mediocre, Andrew Whitworth, uh, J.J. Watt, of course, uh, our, our other D-linemen. And, I mean, it's it's looking good, honestly. J.J. Watt's hopeful to practice Thursday. He might be making a return Monday. Um, I'm pretty sure if we make it to the uh, the divisional game, he, if he doesn't start Monday, he'll definitely start in the divisional game. Yeah, not only that, but DeAndre Hopkins is looking hopeful. Um, I know he was on crutches in the game against the Seahawks, but that doesn't really mean much considering crutches are kind of just the thing to help you walk and not and not a uh, sign of progress. And I think DeAndre Hopkins wants to get back in this game and wants to be in the playoffs because him and J.J. Watt in Texas, they weren't really doing much in the playoffs. I mean – it's 
I'm hopeful, obviously, as a Cardinals fan, that uh, both of them come back. I wish that Larry comes back, but we've been doing pretty good without him. You know, I I, I do believe that we have adjusted well without him. Uh, Antoine Wesley's been playing good for what he's he's been doing. Um, Against the Cowboys, he was he was balling out. He has three touchdowns in the season. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a good pickup, honestly. Yeah, it was very good. Um, Cliff Kingsbury coached um, Antoine Wesley at Texas Tech, so I think that's where he knew that we could trust Wesley when we needed it and when we had guys out. Yeah, the um, chemistry I'm there. Him. I'm excited to see him um, against the Rams. Uh, Christian Kirk is probably going to be covered by Jalen Ramsey, so that'll leave whoever the Rams uh, CB2 is on Antoine Wesley and Rondale Moore if he comes back. So that'll be, you know, an exciting thing to see, uh, see how Wesley can play out against uh, the Rams, the Rams D-backs. Yeah. Um, speaking of defense, I think that we we need to do whatever it takes to stop Cooper Cup because Cooper Cup will kill you in the medium game. He we uh, we need to double team him. I don't care. Yeah. I'd rather yeah we need to double team him, especially with <coughs> our top three being Byron Murphy, Antonio Hamilton, Marco Wilson, who's questionable, yeah. and Breon Borders, which was a decent pickup I guess for this late in the season. Yeah, um, my my only um, what's going to suck is that, you know, Vance Joseph isn't giving these guys the correct coverage. Like, um, yeah, Cooper Cup's going to need a lot of man on man. And if if uh, Vance Joseph doesn't do that, then that's going to be a struggle game for the Cardinals. And we're going to have to rely on the rest of the defense if Vance Joseph doesn't, you know, get his stuff together and realize, hey, we need a guard some of these really good receivers because Cooper Cup just won the Triple Crown. And if we want to win this game, we have to make sure we're getting on these players and we're um, we're doing our best to blitz um, and we're doing our best to get these guys under pressure so that they know that we're not messing around. Against the Colts, uh, Carson Wentz is statistically proven to um, fold under pressure and we blitzed probably twice. And it was just it was just sad to see that uh, Vance Joseph didn't do his job there, and that cost us the game. Yeah, I feel like Vance Joseph, um, he's kind of scared. I, I feel like he's kind of scared with the, you know, the fan backlash and and stuff like that. To he he just wants to stick to the game plan. He doesn't want to yeah. get, go go into an interview after a, a lost game, even though it's prone to not be working. To just stick to the game plan, go into a, an interview and have to say that he he made a spontaneous uh, play call that lost us the game or something. But he just needs to, to man up and make the right calls and, and make smart calls. Yeah, I think the backlash is definitely getting to him. But I think that should be a stepping stone that if these if the fans are liking it and it's obviously not working, maybe we need to step away from the playbook and try some new things. Maybe, you know... Zayvon Collins getting more reps on, on an outside linebacker. He was doing really good against the Cowboys. He had, I think it was 20, 23 defensive snaps. And that's that's good from a kid who hasn't been playing all season. And then you finally get to see this kid play and realize, hey, he's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, 
it's just sad to see him that uh he 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 only had one tackle against the Seahawks and I mean tw- 25 total tackles in his whole career yeah. uh I, only 13 solo you know it's just wasted potential everywhere and we just need to step up and we need to I mean the guys are obviously having fun out there they've been having fun the whole season Win or loss, they've been having fun out there. We need to, you know, fix up the game plan, especially playoff time. Cliff Kingsbury's been stepping up pretty decently. Uh, especially Cardinals Twitter's just been very, very toxic, hopping on the, the fire Cliff Kingsbury bandwagon. Yeah. But honestly, he he deserves to stay. I mean, he turned a 3-13 and team to a Super Bowl contender in three years. So, I mean, he needs, he deserves to stay, honestly. I think what Cliff Kingsbury does is he folds under pressure. Um, he, he has a like 250 winning percentage in the last seven games of a season versus like a pretty sure it's like an 800 in the first seven games of the season, which shows that, you know, he gets into his groove. And even Kyler Murray has come out publicly and said, I don't do well under pressure. When I see that the team is losing, I, I tend to, you know, throw the ball quicker and, you know, not assess the situation. Um, I think that's what we all, I think that's what both of the guys need to work on because if they want to be our main guys for the next 10, 10, 15 years, they need to step that up. Yeah. I mean, uh, definitely. I feel like uh, that, 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 uh, that stat that you just said, it's somewhat flawed in some way because all, all these three years throughout the, the the late stretch of the season, we've had so many injuries. 2020, we yeah. full of injuries. 2021, even more injuries. James Conner out, D-Hop, uh, J.J. Watt, every, you know, Kyler Murray for a couple of games. But, yeah, I do think that it's true, especially with the proof right there. The proof is in the pudding of – the injuries and he's scared to go out there and make actual risky plays that could win us the game. Yeah. Um, what I did want to talk about was, you know, Brian Flores. Um, he's out. He, he's out as, um, as Miami's head coach, but I could see him coming to the Cardinals as quite possibly either our defensive coach or a linebacker coach. Uh, he was a linebacker coach. Um, when he coached in the co- in college, and he did really well. Um, and I think it'd be really cool for him to experiment with some of these guys like Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, Jordan Hicks, uh, without the pressure of uh, being the head coach and making all those offensive decisions when he could just stick to these three or four guys. Um, and maybe he can even put in some of these guys instead of some of these journeymen that Vance Joseph has been putting in. Um, I think he would be a better defensive coordinator, let alone a linebacker, a linebacker coach um, than Vance Joseph. I mean, obviously, um, this front office is in, is in win-now mode. We, we've, we're done with the rebuild, honestly, in, 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 Steve, in Steve's eyes. Uh, he doesn't, he doesn't want to rebuild anymore, and he, especially throughout the season, he wants to just – he's done with the rebuild. He – just bringing in these uh these old players that have been helping in some situations but especially you know if Malcolm Butler just didn't retire 
we would have been golden. I feel like we would have won 12 or 13 games. Yeah, I think Malcolm Butler, it, Malcolm Butler's retirement was the downfall. Um, not, I mean, obviously we went seven and zero, but I think as the as the days progressed, we realized we don't have we don't have many defensive backs on our roster. Um, when we went out and got Marco Wilson in the third round, that's not that's not enough. Uh, we would need a lot more than a third round pick and Byron Murphy. That's that's not going to cut it. And I think Malcolm Butler would have been a great uh, cornerback one, cornerback two. Uh, he could have been in the slot. There's so much that that man could have done for this team. Uh, he could have stopped so many. He could have stopped so many guys. Um, it just sucks that he had to that he had to retire. Obviously, it was uh, family issues, but it just sucks to see that he couldn't play on the Cardinals and possibly even get a ring. Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's sad because uh, right here, 5:38 before week 14, we had a um, over 99% chance to make the playoffs. We were 10 and two. That was pretty obvious. 97% chance of winning the division. 44% chance of getting the first round by. We go to before week 17, only three weeks. We're already down to 18% of a um, division win and a minus, um, not minus, a 1% chance of getting a first round by. So that's just how, how this team is folded and... Next year, we just definitely need to step up late in the season, and it's obvious at this point. If it wasn't already obvious already, yeah, I think I think when Steve Keim drafted Kyler Murray and Byron Murphy and Zach Allen and all these young guys back in 2019, I think he realized there is no more rebuild mode. That you know this is going to be our franchise quarterback, and we need to build around him. And he got so many so many good veterans like JJ Watt. I wouldn't call AJ Green a great veteran, but we didn't really know that in hindsight. Um, yeah, there's so many guys that he picked up. James Conner, you know, who's been doing wonders for this team, and we're only paying him $6 million. It's, it's just the little things that are leading this team. If we had none of these veterans on our team that we had to begin with, we we probably would not even be in the playoffs. That's how, that's how much these veterans and these time signings have been helping us throughout, just throughout the season. And I think we're just only going to get better if Kime spends the money and does his thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, our our uh, salary cap right now, we have a lot of money to spend. I think we're uh, top 15, top 20 yeah. in money left. And, you know, he can spend a, a little bit more on some good, uh, decent, uh, mediocre um, age aged uh you know players some good talent that could just get us to that next level of of play i could see i could honestly if if um steve kime and michael bidwell are serious about about this team and they really want to go out and win a super bowl if we don't win it this year um we're trading up we're going for ahmed gardner we're going for o-line we're going for we're going for d-line we're going for cornerbacks we we need defense, I think. Defense and O-line more than anything. Even though we have one of the best defenses, we could always shape it up because the run defense is struggling. Like we even though we held Derrick Henry to 45 yards and, and Jonathan Taylor to 90-ish, it needs help. And 
we we just need to step it up and find guys who are capable of stopping of stopping these big of of these big young um running backs. Yeah, I mean it's it's not going to last forever. I mean it's obvious that this run defense and this uh I mean our defense in general it is a top five defense in the NFL right now. It's a hot take, but I'm going to say it. And I genuinely believe that it's not going to it's it's not going to last forever. And we just need to step up and 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 draft up and and get someone good for our defense. And on on the offensive side, I think we're good for right now. We can settle. Yeah. Um, our first step in, you know, boosting up this team is re-signing. You know, we have Chandler Jones going. We have James Conner going. There's so many of these guys that you can re-sign that, that adds so much value to this team. Chandler Jones is at 10.5 sacks already. James Conner has 15 rushing touchdowns, three um, receiving touchdowns. These are just the guys that have been helping us win games. And, and if we want to do something about it, we re-sign them and we get them the deals that they want. Uh, that's that's what that's the key to winning. Yeah. Um. I mean, Zach Ertz, very very good trade. We lost uh, Tay Allen, but um. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we got Zach Ertz, and he tied or he led the the team in receptions after he joined the team in October, and we traded a a fifth round pick for him so I mean that was a pretty good pickup uh, he's not gonna last for long but once Max Williams gets uh, back and healthy yeah we'll be good yeah hopefully um obviously Kyler Murray seems to like Zach Ertz considering he's getting all these passes to him and he's getting all these receptions and Kyler can trust this guy so hopefully we can either resign him or you know extend him for a little bit um Zach Ertz is um I'll definitely a team leader Obviously, he didn't want to leave Philly, but I think he definitely likes it in Arizona, and he's willing to resign. Same thing with Chandler Jones. Chandler Jones has been a mentor to Kyler Murray. He said it. Kyler Murray said it. I don't think he wants to leave this young quarterback with so much potential to win a Super Bowl. James Conner, same thing. He's getting so many, at least within the first 12 games of the season, he was getting so many handoffs um, rather than in Pittsburgh when he was only getting a few a game. Uh, that's that's just kind of what the Cardinals need to do is get these players back that have been mentors and that are doing wonders for this team. Yeah, and, you know, Christian Kirk, uh, obviously growing as uh, growing his trust with uh, Kyler Murray and uh, Antoine Wesley, obviously, I mean, he's being – pretty good and speaking of uh wide receivers and, and our offense rams have lost jordan fuller to injury um Ooh. for the wild card game he's gonna yeah. require surgery so that i mean it's 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 crazy i mean this uh actually went to the rams 49ers game and it was just nuts there it was crazy yeah it's it's gotta suck for a team obviously i'm a cardinals fan but you know, coming from the perspective of a of a um of a guy who's lost player to injury during important games, you know, we saw Kyler Murray sprain his ankle uh, against the Packers, and we lost him for a few games there. Colt McCoy did a great job of coming in. He's one of the guys we need to resign. He's one of the most underrated signings of that 2020 offseason. No one heard about it. I had no clue he was on the team until Kyler Murray got injured. 
and people said, hey, we have Colt McCoy on this team. And yeah, yeah and there's just so many guys that that have done wonders and obviously we need to get them back. Christian Kirk, he's our main wide receiver right now. Um, shockingly over AJ Green, uh, who's a probably a first ballot Hall of Famer, but Christian Kirk is towering over this guy and like he's the guy that a, a team would want for morale boost. He's the guy who's going to stick in it. He's the guy who's who's going to play no matter what. Um but yeah, um with injuries, you know, I'm really hoping that we can get James Conner back. I'm hoping that JJ Watt can get in this game on the wild card game because this is a obviously it's a win winner go home situation and we need the win. Like we were 7 and 0, our hopes were up. Everyone thought, "Oh, this this team has is ridiculous. You know, we're going to be first round buys and we're going to we're going to the Super Bowl and we're winning the Super Bowl." My mom actually bought um Super Bowl Cardinal Super Bowl plates once wow. in an L. Yeah. Um but everyone had their hopes up and then we derailed and people didn't get reps and coaches didn't do the right thing and that's the thing that we need to step up is the injuries and the um the free agency, obviously. Um and just I don't want to say hoping that players get injured on the other team, but hoping that we can have that upper hand. Yeah, I mean, uh, with D Hop out, you know, uh, players like uh, AJ Green and Christian Kirk, maybe even Rondale Moore, who we need to get involved more. He he's just been used for jet sweeps and screens, but I feel like he can be a weapon for us. He could be a serious weapon for us. And the fact that in this wild card game. Like you said, it's winner go home. We can we can utilize our players. We need to Cliff Kingsbury needs to utilize our talent more because we have a lot of that hidden talent in players like Rondale Moore, Chase Edmonds, and and players like that. Marco Wilson even, who was yeah. a pretty decent pick. Uh, he's been doing good for us this year. But yeah, yeah it's crazy. Um. So this is something that I saw on Twitter uh, from Albert Breer. Uh, the Dolphins have put in a request to interview Cardinals defensive coach or defensive coordinator Vance Joseph for their head coaching job. Um, that's unfortunate, but at the same time, I think Vance Joseph needs to realize his priorities and realize that the playoffs are much more important than uh, his head coaching job and realize that he can make a lot more money if he does well this these playoffs and he can he can have a guaranteed role in a contending team if he focuses more about these playoffs and hopefully he uses this Sunday night that normally you'd be playing football and instead of slacking off and being like, oh, we've got everything done, we've gotten plays, um, hopefully he's making more plays and hopefully he's playing more with the team and um, and obviously coordinating and uh, seeing what we can do and how we can win this game because we have that extra day to plan and to prepare, and I really hope he uses that uh, to plan uh, rather than, you know, uh, inter- getting interviews for head coaching jobs. Yeah, uh, he, he just needs to get his head in the game. That's 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 the bread and butter of this. That's all I can say. And if Vance Joseph gets hired by the Dolphins, I mean, 
we need to get a new defensive coordinator, so I just want to know your standpoint on who we should go after. Um, yeah, it's it's so be if he leaves, so be it. My top pick would be Brian Flores, or we could go for someone like Todd Boyles, who is currently the Bucks defensive coordinator and arguably the best defensive coordinator in the NFL right now. Those are my top two, but there's probably a lot more that we could go for because these guys are the guys that you will win you games and have their head in the game. And we've seen that because the Buccaneers have a top three, if not top, uh, the number one defense in the game right now. And Todd Boyles has just done wonders. And unlike Vance Joseph, he's putting players in positions that they're not used to for the game so that we can win the game and so that you so that you can move on. Um, one example is uh, Vita, Vita Via, I think his name is. Yeah, Vita Via. That wrong? He's put him at tackle. He's put him at, you know, he's put him at defensive back. He's put him everywhere this season. And that's he's put what him at fullback, hell. Oh, my yeah. goodness. But he, Vane just needs to realize that he needs to experiment with these players. And he did. He put Zayvon Collins at offensive linebacker. But that can't be all he does to experiment. He needs to get these players out of their comfort zone and realize these guys, these guys need to realize that they need to step out of their comfort zone if they want NFL contracts and if, you know, they want to play well because they could, who knows, Zayvon Collins could be the number one cornerback in the NFL and nobody would know. And that's, that's what Van Schoen needs to do is uh, step up his game and put players at positions that they haven't experimented with. And hopefully it goes well. If it doesn't, it doesn't take them out, switch them. Yeah, I mean, it is very, I feel like Cardinals Twitter, I mean, Cardinals Twitter is very, very toxic, as we all know. But, uh, I mean, they. I feel like they wouldn't agree with that. And it doesn't. it shouldn't matter for Vance Joseph at all. The backlash doesn't need to get in his head. He just needs to get his head in the game. And... Just just make plays that will win us games, not please fans that are toxic. Yeah. Um, Vance Joseph is definitely going under pressure. I think we've said this. But if Vance Joseph is taking criticism from Twitter or from any social media and actually looking at it and saying, here's what I could do better to please the fans, that is not a good defensive coordinator. You need a guy who doesn't want to please the fans and who just wants to win the game for the team. I wouldn't want a top three defensive coordinator in the NFL to be pleasing the fans because that doesn't make him a top defensive coordinator anymore. That actually makes them one of the worst defensive coordinators in the NFL. Um, yeah, I mean, um, oh shoot, what was this at? It was a tweet from from uh, Peter Schrager. The Giants have requested permission to speak with former Arizona Cardinals safety and current Arizona Cardinals vice president of pro personnel for Adrian Wilson for yeah. their vacant GM position. I mean, that's uh, I don't know about that for the for the Giants, honestly. But um, that was kind of off track. That, that I mean, that not really. That would I mean, while we're on the topic of coaches, that would 100% make sense for the Giants because they see 
in him, they see Adrian Wilson and say, this kid was a good player and he could, and he could be so much better if he had a role where he could do stuff with the players because he's going to be that guy. He's going to be the guy who goes up to players and be like, Hey, is everything okay? Is there something that you want me to do to change your role up? Do you want more reps? Do you want less reps? It's, it's stuff like that. And it's going to be, you know, players that he's seen like out throughout college and while he's retired, while he's, you know, while he's doing his thing and he's going to see these players in, in college that are sophomores or juniors right now and be like, I've been watching this kid for a while. And this is the kid that I want on my team. I want him to start. I want him to do good things in the NFL. And if no one's going to take that chance, I will. And that's, that's what's going to, that's what the Giants want. It's always, there's, there's no in between for this. It's always a really good pickup or a really bad pickup for a retired player in the front office position because they could either make the dumbest decisions ever or they could use, actually use their experience well. And yeah. that's one thing that um, I believe Adrian Wilson will do if the Giants pick them up. Um, because like you said, I mean, it's, it's pretty obvious that he would be a decent GM for them. I, I, it's a lot of responsibility, be responsibility, but I think he can take on the job. Yeah. Um, it's not just, um, it's not just former players being either really good or really bad. It's, it's, or in the, um, in the front office, it's not just that, but it's coaches too. Cliff Kingsbury. He, he was a seventh round draft pick. He played football for the saints and the Patriots. And now he's a 40 year old man. He coached at Texas tech. And you know, now he's a, coach of an NFL football team and he's been doing really good obviously all coaches have their flaws no matter how good you are how bad you are like Bruce Bruce Arians had that temper that's why the Cardinals didn't want him that's why he got fired um but there's obviously going to be flaws with any with anyone that you know nobody's perfect and people just have to see that and know that you can make those improvements to at least make yourself a little bit better in that position and that's what Cliff Kingsbury has to do. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 there's a decent correlation between, I mean, there's not much of a difference, I mean. There's not much of a difference between being a mentor as a player and being a mentor as a, as a head coach or, or any coaching job. I mean, there's definitely a better standpoint of being a mentor uh better argument for either way because being as a player you know you actually get to you know know them as a player and get their game plan ready and and you know know what they're going to be doing and but you know and that on-field experience and in the day and age right now then being a head coach where you know that it's your actual game plan instead of focusing on the player's game plan and yeah, that's why I think Adrian Wilson would be a really solid pickup and not just um, for if he leaves, honestly, we'll pick up someone better. So I know that we'll pick up someone good, if not better. Yeah. Um, one more thing I want to add. Um, as many people know, uh, Jamison Williams uh, tours ACL last night in the in the um, in the championship. So where do you think now that, you know, obviously he was one of the top wide receivers, 
where do you think he will be placed in the draft? I I still think that he's he's going to be a first round pick. Yeah, 100%. Uh, he's 100% going to be a first round pick. I do not think he has great acceleration. He has great speed, but I do not think that he's going to be a top 5 pick. Yeah. I they're going to underestimate him because of his injury. I think that he's going to be placed somewhere around 13 to 17. Yeah. Um I couldn't agree more, but I I he's never been injury prone and if if teams realize that he's never ever ever been injury prone, this is his first major injury of his career. Um I still if people realize that, I would still take him as a top 10 pick, but now mm-hmm. I mean if people obviously don't realize that, that's where he'll fall. He'll fall from like the 12 to the 20 range, even possibly even lower, which I doubt. Yeah, um, there's I doubt it. Yeah. Um, do you think the Cardinals will trade up for Ahmad Gardner? Ah, that'll be hard to do. Actually, let me take a look here. I mean, the Eagles that. are definitely eyeing him. Oh yeah, hundred percent. They need the, that cornerback help. Yeah, I mean, with um other young talent such as a uh, Tay and Darius Slay. Well, he's not that young, but I mean, I do believe that they're going uh to take take Ahmed Gardner. I do think that the Eagles are going to take Ahmed Gardner, and I do not think that uh Steve Kime will will trade up. Yeah. I think if he falls and Kime can get him, or and Kime can trade up two or two, three, four, five picks to get him, which I genuinely doubt. I think he will do it, and I think he'll give up a pick and another pick, um, obviously. But yeah, I think that that's what he'll do to ensure he gets his guy if he really wants that guy. Um, yeah. All right. Last thing before we end the episode is something that I wanted to talk about: uh, playoff predictions. So we'll. So I'll go over some. Um, I'll go over some of the wild cards, and you can tell me. We'll both tell uh, who we think's winning and why. Um, first thing is the number seven Steelers versus the number two Kansas City. Uh, I don't think it's a question here. With uh, the Chiefs' young talent, the Steelers won't be able to catch up. Uh, yeah. I got Chiefs winning it 33-10. to 10. Wow, that was actually... That's insane because I was thinking 34 to 10 um, Chiefs. I think that Ben Roethlisberger isn't going to – he'll – obviously, he's going to be going back to Heinz Field one more time. I don't think he's going to – I don't think he's going to – I don't think he's going to – how would you word this? I don't think he's going to go back to Heinz Field again and get another win. I think his final run at Heinz Field will be a loss. All right, next one. The number six Patriots versus the number three Bills. You know, we've seen this matchup before. This is going to be a hot take, but I got the Patriots winning it. I just have a gut feeling. I stat, Statistics say that the Bills have a slight edge to winning this, especially at home. 
But I feel that the Patriots and Mac Jones have it. I'm going to say that they win this. It's not going to be a shootout. I'm going to say that they win it 17-14. Okay. I I was going to go along with you. I'm going to say Patriots winning it. I think the Patriots this season have been significantly better than the Bills. Uh, records don't really matter based on talent. And the Patriots have that talent. You know, they have the defense. They have the offense. And all they need is just, you know, progress, progress above levels that they that they've gone to before with Tom Brady, except they need to do it with this young Mac Jones. Yeah, I mean, he he definitely has a lot of talent. No doubt. My my score prediction, it's not going to be a blowout. I would say it's going to be 24 to 21. Okay, so we're we're both uh, linking up here with our first two picks. Now we got Bengals Raiders, four seed Bengals versus five seed Raiders. Yeah, I'm. This is this is gonna come to a shock for a lot of people who saw the Raiders Chargers, but I'm going Bengals. Um, Bengals are blowing the Raiders out. I do not care what anyone says. The Bengals are wiping the Raiders clean. The final score is going to be. 40, 49 to 21. Wow. Uh, 49 to 21. I I got the Bengals too, but they're not winning by that much at all. I'm going to say that they win it 35 to 17. I'm going to say 35, 17. I'm going to hedge my bets and go in the middle of what I was going to say. I'm only going Bengals by that much because the Raiders O-line is not holding the Bengals and the uh, Raiders, um, the Raiders D-backs are not holding Jamar Chase. And that's the only reason because Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, we saw them at LSU. We've seen them this season. Jamar Chase uh, broke the rookie record for most receiving yards. Um, And that's just going to be a deadly combo, not just now, but going forward into the rest of the playoffs, and not just the playoffs either, but the rest of their careers. I think they're going to stick together to the end. It's 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 going to be it's going to be good looking at them throughout these uh these next maybe decade. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Next game is going to be the Eagles versus the Bucks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Eagles they squeaked into the playoffs. And I don't think there's a question against the 13 and four Bucks at home. I'm I got the Bucks beating them. I gotta say, 41 to 27. That's bold. Um, for the first time this segment, I'm going to disagree with you. I think the Eagles are taking it home. Um, I think this is gonna be one of the only um, one of the only underdog wins of the playoffs. I think the Eagles are just gonna just gonna squeak it in, and the final score is gonna be 28-21. Wow. Okay. Uh, three seed Cowboys versus the six seed Niners in Dallas. In Dallas. I gotta go. I'm. I. I gotta go with the upset. I gotta go Niners. Yeah. I feel like the Niners are gonna win. I feel like the Cowboys are gonna fold under pressure, and I got the Niners taking this one. 21 to 10. Okay. I was going to say Niners as well, but it's not going to be a blowout. It's not going to be by a few points. It's going to be by a field goal in overtime. 
Wow, that's bold. I'm going, that's a bold prediction. I'm going 21 to 18. Ooh, in overtime. In OT. That's going to be hard to get. Actually, no, never mind. That wouldn't be hard to get 21 or 18 or whatever. Yeah, just field goals, just constant field goals. Last one and probably the biggest matchup, obviously, as a Cardinals fan, Rams, mm-hmm. Cardinals. Uh, you can go first on this one. I want to hear your opinion first. God. Um, you know, as much as I want to, as if I was being, you know, completely fair and completely unbiased, I'm going Rams only because of Jalen Ramsey um, against Christian Kirk. But at the same time, I've, I've got Cardinals. I've got Cardinals and it's going to be close. We're playing on the road. We were eight and one on the road this season. And I think the Cardinals are going to pull it off. Uh, my final score prediction is it's going to be a high-scoring game. I think Jalen Ramsey is is going to fold. I don't think he's going to play to his best. He had a really big game against uh, the the Niners, and I think he's going to be still exhausted, and he's going to be going from guarding Debo Samuel to Christian Kirk, and Christian Kirk has that has that long ball advantage. My final score is going to be 35 to 28. That's interesting. Uh, I'll explain why in a minute. But even with, uh, I mean, before this um, this Rams 49ers game, I think it was evident who's going to win. With the, uh, I mean, especially with me going to this game, it's, it makes me a little bit more biased at the same time. But it was evident that um, on Sunday, Rams 49ers, the 49ers fans were just completely showing out. And I believe that the Red Sea is going to show up here, too. I, I've i got, I've, I mean, Jordan Fuller getting injured. I got to say that the Cardinals squeaked this one out in overtime. Ooh. 37-34 by a field goal. Ooh. You've got your trust in Matt Prater. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> I I really hope the Red Sea pulls this one off. We need a we need a playoff win. We need our first one since 2015. Luckily, the Panthers aren't in the playoffs, so we can't get upset by them. Um Again. Bradley, thank you for joining me on this uh thank you for joining me on the show today. No problem, um, man. I really appreciate it. Uh that's gonna be all for this one. Thank you guys for tuning in.